0: Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Reflex Blue Show. I'm your host, Donovan Beery, recording once again live from the How Design Conference in Boston, Massachusetts this year, and, and this is our last recording of the of the show. the show is great, and we have with us Danielle Hughes. Danielle, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. And you just came in, so you you're, you're just you're just here for the. People are leaving, you're showing up,
1: bringing the energy
0: back. (laughs) Like, we thought it was slowing down a bit, and then you came in, and
1: bam! I'm here to pick it up. I'm here to pick it up. I like to say, you know, my maiden name was a Z, so I'm used to being at the end. It's okay. This is how we go out with a bang.
0: Oh, yeah. I forget. It's so weird. You're just born with a last name that determines where you stand in line at school i don't know if that's still the case nowadays
1: but back when i was a kid it was certainly the case same same period i was a
0: b so so oh so you were always first or there there might have been you know one ahead but i was always Mm. it was always right in the front yes i was
1: always legit last or almost last for sure.
0: Yeah, and every yeah, now yeah. and then you're like, you're like, how am I not last?
1: Cor- correct. And then you get mad because you think you own last and then they take it away from you and you know, it becomes your identity.
0: But I do know from like user interface design and so forth that the if, if you're list, putting things in a list, you know, the first is obviously the most noted. Mm. But the second is the last. Like if you're looking at bullet points, the first bullet point and then the second. So it's you're actually second even though you thought you were last. Interesting. If there's three bullets, you mean? No, just like oh, just a list. in general.
1: Oh, fine. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah, yeah.
0: People look at a list and they read the first bullet and then the last one. Those are like the main takeaways. Oh, interesting. And then what do they backfill, or they don't even maybe backfill at all? Well, I mean, you, you know, nobody reads anymore. Yeah, they just skim. That's true. I, I don't, I don't know anymore. That's
1: actually part of my presentation. I said, make your content skimmable because people are just looking for the things that stick out to them,
0: hundred percent. So yeah, once again, you know, the last bullet's great. So, so go. what are you, what what are you talking about here then?
1: So I'm talking about personality brand. So I'll explain kind of how that's different than personal, right? Personal brand, the word personal means private. So why would you ever tell people your private life or business? But our personality is who we are, and it's always on display. And so I help people figure out how they can tap into part of their personality to put that into their brand message. And that helps you create stronger connections with your audience.
0: Okay, so so, so give me an example. What's, do, are you doing a takeaway? You're making people do this like in the, in the... Talk, no, I'm gonna.
1: I'm not gonna make them do it in the talk, but we do talk about like what could be something that is your personality brand. Like for instance, what are some of your passions or hobbies outside of work?
0: Well, I mean, podcasting. Would, okay, one of them.
1: that's not your actual job. No, this, this, not, this, Side is a, this is my hobby. Okay, so what's your actual job?
0: Well, I mean, every, everyone, everyone. No, everyone asks me asks that at this conference, and, yeah. and the answer I think to everyone is like. Why do you graphic design? And you're, like, you're okay. like, why do you even ask? I'm at a graphic design conference. Like <laughs> It is straight up like 90% of the people here. Okay. I, I, I focus. Most of, the, most of the design work has always been websites, but, okay. but, but you know, just to graphic design. Gotcha. So typically
1: what I have found is that the way people approach their hobbies is how they approach their job. So how you approach your process of graphic design probably stems from the process of podcasting in some way. I don't know what that is because we'd have to dig into it. Sure. But it's something about maybe because you're a podcaster, you're really good at listening. So when you're designing, you're really good at listening to the client and figuring out what they really want versus what they tell you. Or maybe, that sounds
0: impressive. I'll go with it. Okay. That. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate, but I like and the that, sound that's of it. And that—that's the whole
1: point. Is like we can make up our own story and say this is how I think about things. So, like, I give examples in my talk, and I'll give you like one example of someone who worked in PR, and he worked in corporate PR for years and years and years, and he left and he started his own company. And when he left, his daughter said, "Dad, can you please stop wearing black socks?" And she bought him all these fun, crazy socks. And what do we know about public relations? You have to cut through the clutter, you have to stand out, you have to get noticed. What happens when you wear crazy socks? You cut through the clutter, you stand out, and you get noticed. So now his process...
0: Especially when you're in a a profession like that where you have to dress exactly like everybody else.
1: Correct. Correct. And so now his whole ethos is what color are your socks? Meaning what are you doing to get noticed? How are you standing out? And so if you go to look at bunches of PR companies, who are you going to remember? The guy that talks about the socks or everybody else is going to talk about media placement. So this is about differentiating yourself and I'm, using your humanity to create ju- that connection.
0: I'm just, a ma- I think part of the reason I love this conference is, is there's, I have not seen a talk about just media placement. That sounds like. <laughs> the most boring, horrible thing realizing ever. I'm there are <laughs> conferences that do nothing but media placement talks. Yes, and they're probably informative, but oh man. there's conferences about everything. Yeah,
1: every kind of talk, every kind of industry, every, everything. So, yeah, so that's an example if you know if that helps.
0: okay. and and what what got you into talking where you're like, this is the, this is the thing I want to speak about?
1: So I worked in corporate for most of my career, like most people started out in television. then I was at a small agency. I've always been a copywriter but I never really fit in in corporate. I never knew how to be the good corporate citizen, toe the party line, but also I just didn't know how to express what I was good at and how to advocate for myself. So when I left the corporate world and became a freelancer, like most freelancers, you're an order taker, right? You're just, whoever comes your way, you're just desperate for the work, you're taking everything
0: and anything because it's, it's something different than your corporate job it's just something and do. you
1: need the money well, yeah. right so it's it's you know it's a little bit about like you know when people say well what's your why well my why was like i needed to feed my kid and like put a roof over my head right our why doesn't have to always be some grandiose passion or purpose it could be as simple as i have to work so at some point i realized that if i wanted to have any career direction i needed to take charge of my own career so i rebranded created my company and in the process of writing about my company came upon this concept of personality brand and what does it look like to put more of yourself into your message and how does that allow you to be more comfortable and i found that the more me i was every day with my clients the more clients i got and you think it's going to be the opposite that you're going to turn people away but the point is to attract the right audience but repel the wrong one
0: yeah that I, I remember. I mean, we. we I showed somebody a, a business card, and they and they just started complaining about it and stuff. And that's kind of bummed because I lose that job because the card. And then I realized, took they're, it out ten seconds. I was like, I don't want to work with that client.
1: They're not your person. Correct. Yeah, th-
0: that Correct. Was, they, it may have been work, but that's all it would have been. Yes,
1: and every no, you know, leads to a better yes. But we get so concerned that we're going to lose a job or lose an opportunity that we don't realize that there's just more opportunity with the right people down the road. And it's about the like, confidence to lean into that and understand that.
0: So what's your, what's your personality, hobby thing that you brought into your business?
1: I mean, my personality that I run in my business is just really me. Okay. I'm very much just, I'm very out there. I curse a lot. I talk a lot about wine. Uh, I do weightlifting, so I talk a lot about that. We
0: really should have recorded this at like five in the afternoon instead <laughs> of eleven. Yes, I know. Because eleven before your talk isn't the time to break out the, the I know, the beverages. I know.
1: Okay. I actually did a podcast once called like Cocktails and Conversation, and we also did it at eleven. And I'm like, this is a lie. I was led astray. There's no
0: cocktails, just conversation. This I is mean- not fair. I mean, I'm not saying you have to drink when you're podcasting, but if, if you got the name cocktails and conversation, you kind of do. Agreed. Agreed. So they're like, well, what's your cocktail? And I'm like,
1: coffee? I mean, you know, yeah.
0: it's the work day. What do you want me to be yeah. drinking? Are you finally taking orders? Yes.
1: Like- <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, it was more just being more myself and being comfortable with not holding back, right? If I want to cry, I curse on the phone with my clients. Like if that, somebody's not going to be okay with that, you're not for me. Again, this isn't about offending people. It's about finding your people where you can just let your guard down and engage. And a lot of my brand is humor. I work on some very serious topics. So it's like you want it to be enjoyable, right? This is about the relationship. So for me, it's not so much about my process of like what I do outside of work. It's just more being comfortable
0: with myself and having clients who just love that. And Danielle, where do people go to find out, where, where do you have them if they want to find out more about you or if they want to follow you or things like that? Sure. Where's your... Where's your
1: All my things. Yeah, your,
0: your, your, your top thing is to check.
1: Okay, so morethanwordscopy.com is my website. Uh, Danielle Z. Hughes on instagram and i believe it might be danielle z hughes on linkedin as well and those are like my three main drivers i would say
0: yeah there used to be like you'd be like you know you'd be like one or two but now now there's like so many always have to fast like which which is your... that's it
1: those are my linkedin professionally instagram semi-professionally and then
0: obviously the website is mostly professional well, we're gonna be right back with with
1: danielle
0: i mean when you work for yourself it's i think you have the feeling that you have that opportunity that and people say like hey of course Danielle can cuss on the phone with clients because she doesn't have a boss correct but you know i can't i can't sit here and and do that like i i still have to toe the line and i'm not even comfortable wearing colored socks <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you tell somebody?
1: I mean, you should be comfortable wearing colored socks, if that's I, I your thing. almost all my socks are <laughs> white or not black. Fine. Fine. Yeah, um, so it's interesting because I do think we're seeing this movement of organizations wanting to celebrate individuality and wanting their employees to be more comfortable being themselves. And so I've actually been finding that I am going into companies to talk about employee branding and what is it like to brand yourself in the context of your organization? And the reason that that helps both you and the employer is you feel more comfortable, you feel more emboldened, you're better able to advocate for yourself when you have a clear idea of what you're good at, but also as your employer, you're more likely to stick around you're more likely to have amazing bios that attract other talent. And your manager will find it easier to give you the right roles and assignments because they'll know what you're good at and where you're best served. So I think that we are seeing that a lot of companies are really welcoming this and that it's actually more of a value to have a brand within the context of an organization rather than just be a good corporate citizen and be a monolith and be homogenous.
0: Do you think they're also putting up with it because they're afraid you'll
1: leave? I mean i don't think it's putting up with it i actually think they're encouraging okay it. that's what I'm yeah asking. No, I'm no 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 like, it's like it's what's the change? a lot of organizations are actually encouraging this because the more we can be ourselves first of all the more confident you're going to be so you're going to be a better worker right you're going to have more fun at work you're going to do a better job so i don't think it's a tolerating thing i also think it's about like diversity of perspectives and voices and if people feel comfortable being themselves and they know what they're good at they're more likely to express that and to speak up and to have a say that impacts something in the organization as opposed to just going along with something because they're too afraid to say something
0: and it doesn't mean that you have to completely open up about every single thing i'm assuming
1: no exactly that's the whole point of like i don't know did we even get to personality brand but personality brand is about finding where you're comfortable bringing yourself So, and it can be, there's a line. So what are you comfortable sharing? What are you not comfortable sharing? And how do you showcase a little bit more of your personality to create those connections, but you don't have to tell people everything. There's still things that are gonna be off limits, are gonna be just for you, maybe your friends, but what's something that you're willing to share that you enjoy that's going to help you connect more in the workplace?
0: Right, because there is something about knowing your coworkers and that's the one thing I've I've missed about, and I haven't I haven't been in, the, in a corporate setting for a long time, but but one of the things you realize you kind of missed is that yeah The camaraderie yeah yeah it like the, you know the the, the the work friends or and some 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 were friends outside of work but but like. A lot of them you just don't see if you leave. And you, you do miss that.
1: Or if you're virtual, right? We're finding a lot now with virtual that people, A, don't know what's going on because they're so disconnected, and B, they're not really working with their teams in that capacity anymore because everybody's so siloed. So you're missing that interaction. You're not getting to know each other. And when you get to know people, it's more comfortable and you can just kind of express things more freely and be more confident and enjoy your time. But if all you're doing is just doing your job and you're not getting feedback and you're not brainstorming or you're not collaborating, it can feel very isolating.
0: And, and how, does, how do you go about, like, have you heard of people that have done things that have fixed that? Because I, I know people that have started new jobs, obviously, in the last year or two. And they're like, I haven't met anyone I worked with in like six months.
1: I mean, I think a lot of this has to come down to the organization and there's a, there are a lot of new like collaborative tools that are being introduced that create environments for workers to go in and actually like work together and collaborate together. You know, I think having organizations that are doing like one day on site sometimes helps. But it's really up to the company to say, we're going to facilitate these connections. And it's hard because we get Zoomed out. So it's like the last thing you want to do is jump on a Zoom at six o'clock at night for like your virtual happy hour. So what else can a company do to engage you? And it could be just highlighting more people's bios in a way. It could be asking people to pick a favorite um, hobby that they want to do and maybe organizing a fun event. But really it has to come down to the organization realizing that they need to create more touch points for people, like more ongoing quick touch and check-ins with your team, et cetera, so that you are connecting and
0: engaging. And obviously every every person that, and every company is gonna be unique in this a little bit.
1: Yes, exactly, it depends on the size, it depends on the organization. Are you client facing? Are you customer facing? Are you internal facing? Like there's so many variables. But I think the bottom line is just making sure that people feel comfortable, and like, they, they know what the culture is, and they feel like they can fit with the culture.
0: Yeah, there's that thing where I remember like just getting to know somebody outside of emails is when you start to like trust them. So if somebody says, hey, we need this done, you're like, well, we, you know, I'm gonna refer it over here or something like that, because otherwise, if you only know someone via email, it's gonna be rough. And, and it I, doesn't mean that once you know them, you have to check in every day.
1: <laughs> Correct. And I think that's where bios can be really helpful, right? Because a bio that's very unique to you, that kind of highlights a little bit of who you are and explains what you do in a different way, other than your job description, is going to give people so much more dimension than if you just say, I'm a, you know, I'm a graphic designer and you know, I have this many years' experience, and here's some of my projects I've worked on. That doesn't help. But if you say, you know, I look at graphic design like a podcast where I'm, you know, trying to find the music in between the notes or, you know, whatever it you, is. You've already written <laughs> these I'm
0: just going to use them. I don't know if they're accurate, but they just sound good. But these things make me sound good. There you go. But I don't even yeah. know if they're real.
1: And then you could say, what, I'm not designing, I'm podcasting, or I'm hiking or whatever, right? How do you make yourself fully dimensional on the page so that when somebody does have a conversation with you, they feel like they already know you? That's what we're really trying to achieve is like that complete symbiosis between how we describe ourselves in the written form and how we can act when we actually interact with people.
0: That's fantastic. Well, we're going to be right back with Danielle. Right after this, I think you got a few minutes, and then you're going to be like speed mentoring down the hallway, right?
1: Yes, correct. Yeah, Howe has done this amazing thing where they're letting people come and talk to some of the speakers for 10 minutes and ask us a question. So I'm assuming I'll get questions on bios and personal brand, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: I assume it's just going to be like a table of Sharpies and marker, and you can just write their bio and like... Minutes and it
1: good. I mean, I don't know that I can work that quickly, but, you know, maybe. maybe. No, I didn't say they had to be accurate. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I could do a stick figure. You for, can like, even really start writing poorly. before they come
0: up and be like, yeah, this bio looks good for you. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm like, oh, you're a designer? Okay, here's your bio. Go. Yeah. No. It's not going
0: to be no, like
1: it that. Doesn't that no, it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way because nobody's cookie cutter because we're all individuals. And we all have to celebrate that individuality that
0: and that is obviously what, what you speak of.
1: That's what I celebrate, correct? And because we, we fall into defining ourselves by our job description and we're not our job description. Like we are so much more than that. It's like how you perform your job that makes you who you are, not the actual tasks that you do.
0: And I assume that helps when you if you change jobs or if you if you change your focus or things that those those things don't change as quickly. You don't have to completely update
1: everything. Correct, right, because who you are is who you are. And so if you're gonna change jobs, like I, you get to tell your own narrative, right? We get so stuck on like listing everything we've ever done and it's like, I don't want to get rid of anything on my resume because that shows my experience, but the bottom line is nobody cares about X, Y, and Z.
0: And you spent a lot of time winning that coloring contest <laughs> like I think second or third grade. Like that was, I can't remove that. I mean,
1: you know, if it's relevant as a designer, that's part isn't. of, that's how you start your bio. It all started when I won the coloring contest in third grade. And now I'm a graphic designer and I'm putting my coloring to the test or something like that, that see? That's why
0: it's still in the bottom, no. There you so. go. <laughs> nothing, nothing like but I
1: think people think like, oh, but I've done all these things and they get so hung up on holding on to them that you don't realize you get to tell your own story and you get to highlight the things that you are super proud of and downplay or remove the things that you don't want to talk about anymore or that you don't want to do. And I think that's a very powerful knowledge to have and choice to make about what you want to tell the world and what you don't. I always thought, I'm always gonna be a writer. I just wanna write. And now I'm moving into, you know what? I wanna do less writing for clients and more training and teaching. And I just wanna write for myself. And I never in a million years thought that I would ever want to do that. And you, but you just don't know. And so now when I talk about myself, I downplay the copywriting piece, even though I'm a writer, and talk more about the branding piece. Because that's more where my focus is going.
0: Because you're still telling stories and you're still you're still writing, but it might be in a verbal way instead. Correct. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. I kinda like that.
1: So you know, we all we never know where life's gonna take us or what you're gonna wanna focus on or what you're gonna wanna do. And you have to be able to be flexible with how you talk about yourself.
0: Yeah, and, and even if, if you think I'm gonna do this forever, the, the industry changes so much that you're like, that's not needed Correct. anymore. Correct. This yes. is needed now. And
1: yes. So. And you know, when you and I went to college, like what we do now didn't exist. Right? There was no podcasting when you went to school.
0: No, there no. Was no.
1: There was no digital marketing when I went to school. I went to school for graphic design. I actually was, I majored in advertising design and graphic communications. Okay. And I realized I was a better writer than a designer. Because I didn't know how to use Photoshop and Illustrator and Quark, and I thought these were very difficult for me. And, and Quark, I think, is still around, but I don't know anyone who uses Nobody, it. Nobody. I don't think. It, I don't think anybody still uses Quark, right? But it's just interesting because it's like you think, oh, I went to school for this, and it's I got to hold on to this, and it's like Seth Godin talks about um, sunk costs. At some point, you just got to like sink the cost and move on, because you're just going to drown yourself with all the shit of what it couldas. us.
0: I one of our teachers mentioned once or a couple times that. Their goal was to teach the ideas behind it, rather than the, you know, focus just on because because a lot of on students, the implementation. A lot of students are just like, I need to learn Quark. That's how I'm gonna get a job. And there's kind of you know an off comment made like we're trying to teach the ideas because the tools always change, and it's like, so true.
1: So true. And ideas are much more valuable than yeah. things.
0: The reason why you do things is it doesn't it doesn't change as quickly. Agreed. Agreed. So awesome. All right. Well. Once again, thank you very much. Thank you. We got Danielle Hughes, and 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 um, she's gonna write uh, my new bio because it sounds <laughs> mine's terrible. And and uh, she's got a bunch of sticky notes. I'm sure she's gonna pass out, and they'll they'll no, I mean, no sticky notes. Yeah, no,
1: just mental sticky notes. Mental I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, please thank you. It was lovely, Donovan. I really enjoyed it, and yeah, please follow me, find me. I love all the feedback.
0: Okay, and thanks again for listening. As I said, we have had a great time here at the event. that has now happened months ago. We look forward to it. I think next year they're doing this thing in Nashville. Nashville.
1: It was supposed to be in Nashville in the fall, and I was supposed to be there, and then that got COVID canceled. So yeah. now we're we're here. So hopefully we're bringing it back to Nashville whenever the next one is. I don't know.
0: Fall? I think it's at June or something. Oh, really? There's the sign out front. As
1: in a month from now, June? No, like next year. Oh, next, fine. Next okay. I was like, that oh, seems th- aggressive. This is now a monthly thing. <laughs> It's come every month. Amazing. Next June. So June of 2023. Yeah, I think All I'd right. be
0: burned down if this was once a month.
1: I mean, that's a lot. Agreed.
0: Yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, It'd be great, but it would also be daunting. <laughs> yes. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Miri is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dust Lab.